0: This is Sacred Tension, the podcast about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. My name is Stephen Long. All right, guys, so uh, this is a hard one. I originally had a full interview planned for this week, but in light of recent events in the world, I felt like that was just incredibly inappropriate to just go on with business as usual, pretend like Nothing's been happening in the world, especially considering the subject matter and the themes of this podcast. I felt like I I needed to say something. So just a few days ago, a literal fire-wielding mob of white nationalists converged on Charlottesville, Virginia, to protest the removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee. And this was a terrifying display. I was pretty dismayed watching the uh, the footage of it and the images of it. It, it looked scary, right? <laughs> but then it culminated into violence and it resulted in the death of one person as a white nationalist, drove a car into a crowd of counter-protesters, and all told through the entire event, three were killed and many injured. I count this moment, watching this unfold on my iPhone as I was cozy and detached in my bed at home. I count that moment. As an awakening for me it was uh, a shameful awakening I had all I had always seen the racism in the United States especially in the past few years with police brutality I'd always been aware of it but I was always um, I always had a buffer against it not intentionally it was just uh, just the way it was that's just how my mind was. I I had this ability to to filter out the anguish of others, and I saw it. I was dismayed by it, but it happened on a really distant plane. It was like it was like listening to the story on low volume, and uh, I'm ashamed of that fact. I really am. This recent event in Charlottesville broke through that and not only did it break through that it it helped me become aware of racist systems in the world that I am part of and it helped me become aware of my own ignorance. I've really struggled with how to talk about this subject the subject of racism and the subject of you know these recent horrifying events in our country. I've really really struggled because it's dawning on me that I just know so little and that I have zero authority to speak about these subjects. I don't and and you know, I have authority to speak on LGBT issues, I have authority to speak on on meditation. I have I can talk about a lot of stuff. I don't feel like I can talk about this. And as I struggled with it and wrestled with it, you know, as I took it to my yoga mat and took it on long mountain runs with me, I realized no, I can't speak about this subject in any enlightened way. What I can do is confess and own my ignorance. I can do that. I can confess to the fact that I have not seen the full impact of this on people of color. And I accept the fact that that realization doesn't even begin to comprehend the suffering and the anguish and the abuse that people of color have lived with for generations. I have been privileged enough to be blind to it. Charlottesville woke me up. It didn't wake me up to the full capacity of suffering. It didn't wake me up to this full spectrum of the suffering of people of color. It didn't wake me up to the totality of the abuse and the oppression. It woke me up to the fact that I've been unable to comprehend it. A, A really great teacher of mine once told me that there are four stages of learning. The first is unconsciously incompetent and that is when you know so little you are so incompetent you don't even realize it and then the next stage is consciously incompetent and that's when you wake up that's when you discover that you are ignorant and you know that there is a whole world that you've missed guys that's where i'm now that's where i'm at this particular episode is not so much for people of color. There's nothing that you can learn from me. There, There's nothing. <laughs> there's, There's nothing that you can gain, I feel like, from listening to me. You already know all this. You've lived it. And you know so much more than I do. And my only good and decent thing to do is to be your student and to listen to you. This is more an invitation to other white people to accept the fact that we have been in a place of privilege to accept the fact that we have been in a state of malaise and comfort assuming that this nation is post-racial and it isn't not by any stretch of the imagination i started to look back on my life the night of the charlottesville protests I looked back and recalled how when I was a really young child, my mother was a minister at an all-black rural church here in North Carolina. And that was one of my first church experiences, and it was wonderful. I loved it. I was the only white boy in an entire community of people of color. I had always assumed, naively, that that experience of being a child in a community of people of color somehow inoculated me against racism. That that somehow meant I'm not racist. I grew up with black people. I grew up with people of color. And that stopped me from really uh, examining any of the ways in which I really am part of racist systems. It made me realize that um, I'm still uncomfortable around black people sometimes. I have pretended to be colorblind through much of my life because to me the world was post-racial and why are we still caught on this? And when I first heard that America, when I first started hearing the claims of America being still a racist nation, a system of abuse, and marginalization towards people of color. I, w- I thought it was absurd. I couldn't believe it. And over the past few years, watching the police brutality, watching the rise of Black Lives Matter, I've seen it. I have seen the abuse. I've watched those videos, but it just never hit me. The way it hit me, the night of the Charlottesville protest. I'm, uh, I'm ashamed of that fact, I'm ashamed that it took me so long, and I'm also aware that that shame and that discomfort that I felt, that I feel, in no way compares to the agony of black lives through the generations in this country. Now there are other added elements here. I am I am a creature of my times, even though I am progressive, even though I am gay, even though I am very liberal. I'm still a creature of my of my culture. I am a Southerner. I come from a plantation family that back in the day owned slaves. I come from a family that fought in the Civil War for the South. And that whole experience has just been such a blinding point of shame for me. I confess (laughs) to what they call white fragility. I have a lot of it. I confess it. I acknowledge it. That's been, I think that's been such a point of shame for me. My love of my family and my disgust with my history. I think it just blocked me from really ever deeply engaging in this subject. And that's wrong. It is quite simply wrong. I would apologize. I would say I'm sorry, and that is what I want to say. I feel like a verbal apology for a, a lifetime of just this kind of blindness is, uh, isn't enough, isn't going to cut it. And so I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I'm going to get an education. And I am going to shut up and listen and learn. I want to know more. I I think that is first and foremost the best step that I can take here. So I've bought some books. I've bought the new Jim Crow. I've bought several other books to start educating myself on this subject. And I have to own my ignorance. I have to own the fact that I don't know. And that I have been blind for so much of my life. Other white people listening, listen, I get it. Uh, This is uncomfortable. And it's hard for anyone to admit that they don't know. But at some point, we have to do the noble thing. We have to do the right thing. And in this case, the right thing is to own up to our ignorance, to listen and learn to become students of people of color, to pay close attention to their stories. And then it is vital that we do something about it. It is vital that we work within our own communities, that we talk to other white people, that we talk to our families, we talk to our communities, and try to create some change. That's where I'm at, guys. I know that this is kind of a weird episode, it's really short, and if any people of color are listening, I'm, I'm sorry if I fucked this one up in some way, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm doing my best, I'm learning, and from here on out, I invite everyone listening to enter this uncomfortable place. I invite you to learn with me, I invite you to be a student with me. I invite you to be a, a blank slate and uh, allow black voices to fill you with a sense of justice and humanity in a way that you have not experienced before. With that, a word of caution: um, I, I think it's it's highly inappropriate to approach a person of color and be like, "Hey, this whole racism thing. Can you like explain this to me?" That is not their responsibility. I say this because I am gay and I can filter this through my own experience. It really hurts when straight people approach me and they say, hey, I'm a conservative pastor, but you know, I want to learn more about this gay thing. Can you teach me? And there are times when I just don't have the energy for that. There are times when when that just kills me and I can't do it. I can do it more now. There have been years of my life when I haven't been able to do that. And and so I don't know, I guess just speaking from that imperfect metaphor of an experience, it's inappropriate to approach, you know, any black person and just say, hey, can you like work walk me through this racism thing? Don't do that. But there are plenty of books out there. There are plenty of teachers online who volunteer themselves to to help people work through this. There are plenty of speakers and teachers and writers who you can talk to. Become a student. Let's wake up. Let's no longer be unconsciously incompetent. Let's move to consciously incompetent. Maybe with a lot of work, we'll become consciously competent. Maybe with a lot of focus and diligence, maybe with a lot of empathy, we can start to do something about the mess that our country is in. you in the next episode the logo design is by justin caleb bryant music is by the jelly rocks if you enjoy my work want to support it please visit me at sbradfordlong.com you can become a patron there of my work you can read my dozens and dozens of articles you can interact with me there i would love to hear from you all right thanks for listening